I won't, I won't, I won't overdo it, you know. In a godly way. I try to be in a godly way. I go to church every Sunday, too. I go to New Life in the Bronx. Oh, not. Want me to tap it again? No, you good. All right, cool. You know, I live in the Bronx side. I live on Van Cortland. Oh, I Yeah. We own the car up there. It's nice, and I got Asian neighbors and stuff. I like to come up to peace. <laughs> Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to beat, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to beat, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. It's your boy Real Talk Marv. Leo season's still in effect. That's why I'm wearing the crown. Okay. Shout out to all the Leos. We still celebrating till it's our till our season's over. But you know who I got in the building with me? I'm gonna start to the right. Amanda, aka Greedy Gut. It's your boy Cliff. <laughs> it's your boy Cliff Brock Banam. Uh, you got Jason J. Kerr here. Yes, 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 yes. You know, Jason, we've known, I've known him since, you know, I was a kid, and he's, he got a lot of good things going on. So let them know what, what, what kind of things you got going on. Uh, well, right now, um, we're building up for the release of, of the book. It should, should be coming out uh, somewhere like October. Okay. Um, probably mid-October. We have to push it back yeah. uh, due to some other things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me and so, Cliff were talking about. So if you could give like a 30-second synopsis, what's the book's about? So the book is called um, I Could Have Bought Gucci. It's about the relationship that I had uh, for five years, a mm -hmm. solid relationship that was actually going into marriage. I was getting ready to propose, but it all turned into shambles due to some unfortunate things. Okay. Um, but the book really focuses on what I learned, um, how to be single, right? Okay. And, um, and I teach this as well because this philosophy I really believe in on how to be single before you get married. Okay. Um, so that's what the book is really that's about. That's good because, you know, my perspective, Clifford's perspective is how we deal with you know, navigating through the 
social media era of being married and mm. avoiding the pitfalls that we face. And Amanda brings the woman's perspective of, you know, dating and stuff like that. So it's good to have you discuss that as well. You know, so um, we're going to jump right into the show. Uh, you know, fall, fall is coming, right? You know, summer's winding down. After we have, you know, Labor Day Parade, Eastern Parkway, after that, is kids are back in school. And then we have to change the mindset into fall. So, you know, the question I was just like, okay, now that, you know, most of us are done, not myself, but most of us are done summer thotting, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> summer First is thought season. First of all, thought he said summer thotting, and he looked yeah. my way. Like, I, know, I didn't look your way. Uh, no, you did. I, I, no, you no, did. No, 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 no. He did what it is. I didn't look at you. I'm not specifically saying Amanda thotting. I'm just saying when you're single, it's thotting season in summer. And listen, we got the You're not exempt from it. You know what I'm saying? You know that. <laughs> so I just said, you know, now that it's, we're going into fall, I want us to start thinking about, you know, falling in love, right? Mm, because okay. it's fall season, you slow it down a little bit. You're not out here chasing tail like you was in the summertime. Mm. You start thinking about how am I going to get that wintertime boo. You know what I'm saying? So the first topic is falling in love. Now that summer's winding down, it's fall the season to fall in love. We have ladies first. Mm. Oh, okay. Um... I would say it all depends on the person themselves because the seasons change doesn't mean that, you know, it's time to fall in love. I mean, in the summertime, everybody's butt naked. You get a little yeah. crazy. You yeah, it's, it's so much flesh out there. It's so it's much distraction. But the fall, <laughs> your kids are back in school. You know, some some people so you, some people send their kids away for the summer to go down south or whatever, <laughs> so they full thought. <laughs> but now that you back to being yes, a parent, sir. you back to being a little more responsible. You yeah. know, it's just like, <laughs> are you looking toward falling in love uh, for the fall season? Am I looking towards that? Uh, not really. If it finds me, then I'm, I'll embrace the love. Okay. But I'm not looking to fall in love. So do you change the mindset once the summer's over and then fall and then winter's coming around? No, I'm pretty much the same all year round. You even kill all around. <laughs> no, when I was in the streets, I you know, summertime... I, w I think I, w I dated more in the fall. Summertime, I was really? just trying to see what I could get into. Uh, Before you started going on dates and start thinking about things. What about you, fellas? Mm -hmm. you Yo, listen, man. If you're talking about back in the day, all right. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the first day. of all, back in the day, it did depend on the season for me as a mm -hmm. male because I had a lineup. I was right. going to say it might be different from men. I had, I, had yeah. a, I had a start in five. Like, start in five. I had a basketball. Cliff know about the start in five. Oh, by the way, if you're listening, ladies, this is not how I am now. This is not how I am now. But I did have a starting lineup, right? I had a Monday, I had a Tuesday, I had a Wednesday. Wow, yeah. you had a day. Oh. No, for sure. Absolutely. Two, two, actually, sometimes Monday knew Wednesday. They knew each other sometimes. I'm serious. So now you're thotting. You were thotting. I was thotting. You were thotting. I was a major thot. Wow. Super thot. Super thought. I was super thought. Definitely. definitely super thought. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but what, what I would used to do in the season is like summertime I would be with like three of them, right? Okay. But in the winter I, I had five, but I had one main one. Okay. Like I would like I would So when you when you converting from the three mm -hmm. to the five to the three to the one kind of thing, what kind of things do you tell the other ones to like fall back? Well, some of the things I, w I used to tell them was like, um, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on other things, mm -hmm. right? Or like, <laughs> or I'm busy. And, th and, that, and at that time, I was in the street. So okay. I wasn't like, 
there was no, like, I wasn't locked down anywhere. I, I had a place, but I wasn't locked down anywhere. So they knew that I could be in New Jersey at one point or I could be in Maryland at one point for a couple of weeks. So they knew that I traveled back and forth. So they yeah. couldn't really lock me down. So I'm like, yeah, listen, I'm just busy. Yeah. I'm away right now. And yeah. I wasn't I wasn't away. I was in like a neighborhood away. But oh, <laughs> this, man. But I made sure I didn't see them, right? I made sure that, I, you know, the way I was moving. And the reason why I was like that in the like in the winter, because I like I really like to be booed up. Because as a man, yeah. you really want to be booed up. You want That's that main fact. chick, right? What age That's range were you in when you were thotting uh, about? Ooh. I say between 17 and like 25. Oh, that's okay. good thought. That's yeah, a good thought range. Yeah. yeah. And how old are you now? Like what age range? What are you whoa, now? Whoa, whoa, age range. Whoa, age range. Are you in your 30s? I'm 21 forever, bitch. Oh, 21 like forever. That. Like the nah, store. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, but Black no, no, don't no, crack. No, so you can not. He could be 65. <laughs> you know what I mean? Black don't crack. Sorry about Did y'all see the picture of Angela Bassett and her bathing suit? She looks great. Man, 60 years old. Looking great. But no, the reason Angela Bassett. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, somebody said oh, no, he'll probably tag you in it. Yeah. But the reason why I ask is because I feel like at a certain age, you might not want to be a thought anymore. Of course not. So, as like, as sometimes, like, in your 30s, you might not thought in the summertime. Yeah. No, I'm 35. I turned 36, actually, um, this Friday coming. Oh, oh nice. Uh, nice. So, yeah, I'm a grown man. Grown man. <laughs> so, it changes when you get older. Do you guys agree? Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, priorities change. You know, like, when you're younger... Summer's your your highest thought season, but you a thought all year round. Like That's I said, fact. some people now they got kids, you know. Now yeah. the kids back in school, you know. You kind of have to focus on that kind of thing. I used um, with me, I, you know, I was an athlete. I used I used to do mines off um, TV shows, right? You know, so when the wire was on, I had I had a nice little lineup. Couple girls I used to go to. Just so the seasons it. as the TV shows yeah, come on. When the wire was on, I used to, you know. I oh, used to be booed up with be, them. Like, you know, booed up with them. And then let them be chicken palm and all the other stuff and stuff, whatever. But then the summertime come around, I was I was a goon. I was on the, but I wanted to be in the entourage life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. More out there. So you kind of base your lifestyles on the mentalities of these different shows. Different shows. But you know, I'm a married man now. But yeah. before then, I did, you know, I definitely based it on the TV shows through the yeah. winter. Because, you time. know, in the summer, you also got trips planned. You hoping to smash when you go to these different locations. This is crazy to That's me because <laughs> I think thotting has to be within you, and it was never within me. I don't go away Everybody thinking. got a thought in them. Everybody, everybody got a thought. Oh. Got a, now, there's levels, there's levels to your thoughtness, right? You might, listen, you might think that some of the things you're doing is not... It's not really a thought thing, but somebody else might look at it like, okay, cool. Like me, I might go on Facebook or see a social media, and I'm like, hmm, she's turning up today. Uh, you got some turn up pictures. So okay. Turn up pictures is, is okay. also an attraction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Not saying, not saying that you're thotting or you're yeah, doing these things. I understand. But certain pictures or limelight will put you in that situation. Like, you know what? And from the outside, like, okay. <laughs> it's that's funny what she's because. About. But that, that's, yeah. what, that's what it is. I went to Miami in March, and before I was going to Miami, my homeboy was like, oh, you're going to go out there and be wild and crazy, and you're going to be doing all types Miami's, of stuff. Miami's, I think, the thought capital of the United States. I didn't do anything crazy in Miami. Miami. <laughs> and I think Atlanta, Miami. Might, Atlanta might be the backup thought capital of the it United States. It was very thoughtish. Miami. It was very thoughtish yeah, in yeah, Miami. Because people. Very. 
every, like they're, they're already thotting in Florida anyway, but people bring it from all over the country to go thot I've in seen Miami. the thotness go down, but I wasn't a part of it. That's okay. okay. I was walking through Women it. always <laughs> say, yeah, I know what thotting is, but that's not me. That but ain't we, me. We, I'm not we all that. got thotting. So we're going to move on to the next question of this topic, like falling in love this season, right? Mm-hmm. And this... Jason, we'll have you, you know, speak on this first because sure. you kind of speak on these kind of things. And it's, should you work on yourself before falling in love or can you date while trying to figure it out? Absolutely. I think your book kind of, yeah, you know, discusses yeah. so, that all. So here's the thing that I learned, <coughs> and, and that's what I just talk from my experiences in the book. I don't talk about what I read and things of that nature. Um, so my experience is that, that the ending part, which you said, never works. Like, to figure it out while you're in a relationship, you already set yourself up for failure. The challenge is we forget how to be single, even in a relationship. That's true. Or even in a marriage. That's true. You know, I heard I heard Will Smith say something powerful when he's talking about his marriage with Jada. He's like, I'm not here to 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 make you happy. I'm here to love you. Because people yeah. are like, yo, I, I'm in a relationship, or you know, the, he he or she's not making me happy. But they're not there to make you happy. I'm there to love you. Yeah. You you're yourself is here to make yourself happy. You know what I'm saying? A- I, amen to okay. that. I always tell people like you know the best thing I did for my marriage when I was going through its toughest time is, as messed up as it sounds, I stopped trying to make my wife happy mm. and just like love and support her because happiness is a state that you have to determine. True. You could try to throw gifts at a person. You could try to be lovey dovey, and you either you'll lose yourself, or you'll get to the point where the person gets numb to what you're doing. So they have to. You a person has to define happiness on their own. Someone can contribute to your happiness, but you got to define it on your own. I agree. Yeah, that's a fact. So you know, Amanda, what do you feel like? Should you work on yourself before you get into a relationship, or you can try to figure it out while you're dating? A lot of times, uh, well, I feel like. I feel 50-50 because I've been single for three years, worked on myself, and now I'm slowly, you know, ready for getting into a relationship. Sometimes you can work on yourself forever, though, and sometimes I feel like you can find that person that can help you work on yourself as well. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and what the point is, is like, we're, we're, always, we're all a work in project, right? I, I work in progress. I always feel like as long as God gives you breath every day, you have to try to improve upon yourself. But, you know, sometimes we got more issues than others. So sometimes we got more stuff we got to figure out than, you know, at different stages of our life. So do you think it's fair to date while you like you really got issues you need to work on? What do you think, Cliff? Um, from my perspective, I think the best bet is basically working yourself first before you get in a relationship because you don't want to bring that kind of drama or anything you got going, and all of a sudden, you're making that person feel uncomfortable because they don't know what's really going on with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I, as somebody in my 20s starting a relationship, I didn't understand it, but somebody in my 30s, you gotta be more considerate about certain situations, like, well, anything, right? You might do something that, that you know, that you don't think is a big deal, but it might be a big deal in your relationship. So you, you should always take a time to step back and evaluate yourself first, before you really get into that committed yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a lot of 50 50, I agree with that yeah. too. <laughs> and, and that's yeah. why I think a lot of times a woman will meet a man who has issues, they're dating for a few years, and then she's like, when is he gonna ask me to get married? Why he's not trying to get married? He had, a lot of times men have certain things or certain things we want to have in check before we get married, you know. We want to be in a certain place financially. We want to be a certain place, you know, um, 
goal-wise, a certain place career-wise. Mm-hmm. And sometimes while we're not achieving that, we're like, I'm not ready to be married because they feel like while we're dating, you know, we we have res- responsibility towards each other, but it's a difference once you become a husband. Like, you know, as a husband, you got to be, you know, carrying y- yourself a certain kind of way. And I feel like sometimes men are afraid to get married because they're trying to get these things in order. And the woman was just like, well, we've been dating for years. That hasn't come. Let's just come as we are. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I would ask for men, what do you guys feel like you have to get together before you get married? Like what kind of struggles do you guys go through? I think a lot of times guys want to, you know, they want to fully feel finished with their hoism. But I always oh, so this is about hoism. Part of it, part of it. Okay. For <laughs> some reason, honest. for some reason, a lot of times dudes are hesitant to get married because they always feel like their chance with Rihanna is still there or something like that. So you know, I mean, on a silliness, but on a real, I think men want to feel like you know what they want to be able to be like, yo, I want to have the house money. I want to, you know, I want to be able to take care of my family. I want to be your provider. I don't want to have like certain you know, pending situations. I want to be strong in my career. So they could live that kind of American dream. But the American dream is a hustle. It's just continuing to hustle. But I think a lot of times we put that pressure on ourselves. Like if I could do it again, I probably wouldn't have got married when I got married because I didn't have a lot of things in line. And eventually things, you know, things worked out, but it did put a lot of stress in the beginning of so my So in terms of communication, why do you guys feel like you can't just be honest with a lady and just say, listen, Eventually, I wouldn't want to get married, but I want to get my finances together. I want to get this together. I want to get that together. Like, instead of just feeling forced into a marriage, just be honest with her. She might understand, like, oh, okay, well, this is why he doesn't want to get married. I'll let Jason answer yeah. So here's, here's, why, here's why we do this as men. Here's, here's why we, we don't communicate with the woman, even when we're with her, that, we don't, that we're not ready to go to marriage yet. Because it, some of that hurts us to say that. What's one. Because we have pride, we have egos. True. Right. So True. If we gotta come to you and say, "Listen, I'm, I'm not ready to get married because I'm not a solid man." That's 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 hurt. That, that's the that's the bottom line. True. That's the root. But it hurts us for us to even say it that way. We don't even want to think it, but that's the reality of it. So we forget us. We don't even have that conversation with us, much less with y'all, because we it, it, it reminds us where we're not, right? And so that's that's some of the reasons why we don't come to you and tell you, like, "Listen." I'm stuck right now, or you know what I mean. I'm not ready to, cause, and we know y'all don't want to hear that. That's another thing too. It all right. depends on who you're talking. Very true. Very. That's that. That. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. But sometimes we don't even recognize that either. We've just been so conditioned from sometimes maybe old relationships with other women that we don't know who we have, right? And so we're just going off of past trends and learned behavior, right? right? So, so, so I think I think um, for me, because um, I'm not married yet. Um, I, I do most of, uh, off, off of the word, like off of the Bible. And the Bible says that a woman should never meet a man if, he, if he's not in his purpose. He, she should always meet him in his purpose. When, when Eve met Adam, he was, he, what was he doing? He was working, right? He was building. He was in purpose. He was tilling the ground. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been building this kingdom, building this kingdom. And when my queen comes, she's going to come, right? And so that's how we feel. So back to what Marvin was saying, like he said, if he wouldn't have, at that time, but he feels that way because he wasn't maybe he didn't have what he has now, right? So he he would w- have wanted what he has now, right? At that particular time, and but that brings us back to your thing. question though, because 
she stayed with you while you were building. You weren't actually there yet. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean how it is 50-50. You can go, you can, she can stay with you yeah. while you're building at that same time, getting yourself together. You don't necessarily have to stay single or not be in a relationship true. because you're building. Let me touch on that. Yeah, yeah true, let me get a chance to touch on that. So, yeah, yeah. so that was true what you were saying earlier, the 50-50. Yeah. Um, I've met I, people that it worked out. Like a uh, homegirl of mine met her man when he was down low, and now they're both up top together. And vice versa, I have a, fee, um, a male friend that was messing with a woman that was super insecure and stuff like that, but they all just, they worked everything out. So I, I think it's 50-50. Yes, you do have to get yourself together, but sometimes people work on themselves for years and still don't get it right. Sometimes that one person that you meet could be that one person to just, like, yo, you know what? She's a dope person. She mm-hmm. helped me out of mm-hmm. this or whatever the case but may you, be. But you, you said something that's very... Um, you know, that speaks volumes to me is like finding a man in his purpose. I think a lot of times we struggle to find our purpose and men feel like until I find my purpose, until I find the direction I want to be in, of course I have needs and of course I, I want to love, but I, I don't want to become a husband until I found that purpose, till I could be like, you know what, I'm established, I have a vision, I have goals. And a lot of times, you know, men and women timelines are different. So a lot of times a man a man could date you for 10, 15 years and not feel like he's ready to be married because he hasn't reached the goals that he has. Where sometimes women are just like, yo, I want to have a baby with you. I want to be a mother. I want to be a wife. This and all my friends are getting engaged. What's going on kind of thing. And a man's not going to make that move until he's ready. And I think a lot of times that causes discord between men and women because a man feels like he has to have certain things in order bef- before he becomes a husband. I mean, some sometimes you don't hold those same kind of standards of becoming a father or other kind of roles, but for some reason that pressure of being a husband, a provider, in, in his mindset, a lot of times a man won't move until he's completely ready. What yeah. do you think, Cliff? Um, just to piggyback on what everybody's saying is, you know what, I think a lot of the times is, you know, uh, women are more mature than men, right? So, mm. the, um, it's a proven fact. You know, like somebody just because a guy's twenty five don't mean he's twenty five. He could be twenty five and still acting like an eighteen year old. True. So it's a different ballgame, right? And 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 I could talk through my own experience, right? I I, I was with my my wife seven years, um, seven years, and then I decided to say, you know what, I wanna I wanna get married. But it was it wasn't because just me. I said I want to get married. And you remember we were sitting at your crib one day. I was off, and I'm like, yo, I think I need to do it. But it wasn't even that. It was a conversation I had with my mom, mm. right? And at that time, I was 28 years old. I had a conversation with my mom, and, you know, she was just telling me, like, you know, like, basically giving me this uh, the scenario of, like, yo, what's, like, what's, your, what's your next step? What's going on? And my, um, I'm big on family, so when, when I had that conversation, well, that's when it was the next step. But it's about growing, right? And I, I think that through relationships, well, as you get older and you accept that you know what you need to take the next step, that's when you should get married. You shouldn't get married just because the pressure. Because a lot, because a, a lot of the times, that marriage won't work. You got you as a man, you gotta you know when it's time, right? And marriage is far from easy. I can tell you, 
far from easy. It's, it's a lot. No, it's a lot of give and yes, take it's work. from both sides, right? Mm-hmm. It's, sometimes you think you're doing everything perfect just because you're a provider. Don't mean you're doing everything perfect. Sometimes yeah. it's the little conversations you gotta you listen to to know what's going on. You, in your you gotta support the person you're with emotionally, spiritually, physically. It's not just. I think a lot of times. If we bring enough bacon to the table, we feel that's and you it. You gotta connect, like you said, with everything, and also, you gotta. I learned this, right? I learned to cherish what what you have and and respect that person because sometimes you could be in a relationship and take that person for granted all day mm-hmm. because all you're day. like, she ain't going nowhere, he ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you grow and you step back and you realize, you're like, yo, I got a good one. I make sure this is right. So let me ask one last question on this topic before we move on. And we kind of been discussing it, but I want to ask this question particularly. Can you date a broke person, or should you wait till you're not broke to date? Mm. Can you date a broke person? man? Or if you're broke, should you wait till your situation's better before you decide to date? So that, that's a little tricky. Um, yes and no. And here's why I say yes and no. It depends on the person. Because how many Netflix and chills can you get away with? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> other dates besides Netflix and chills. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's the default date of our culture, <laughs> of, of this day and age. That's true. Go ahead, Jason. But no, nah, but, uh, but all seriousness, though, um, it, 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 it does depend on the person. But I believe that a person should not, um, if, fi- if finances is, 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 is huge in your, in your life, like it's, um, it's, it's taking up a lot of your focus because you have none, then dating probably shouldn't be on your mind right now, right? Man or woman. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. What is the ending result? What are you dating for? Or do you want, are you just dating to date? It's a different so- situation. If you're just dating to date, then who cares? But if you're dating with a purpose, if you're at that level in your life where you're dating with a purpose and your finances isn't there, I would say hold up for a second. Build whatever you need to build. Find a new career or a, um, you know, establish some new skill sets. Put yourself in, in a different market, different industry. Get, gain some, some momentum there. Bring up, bring up your money. And then you can go, man, oh, especially for a man. Um, then you can go and seek dating. Because there was a point, all right, so there was a point in my life where I lost everything. My car got repoed, uh, no crib, bank accounts dried. Every, like I was like you, you, like, you know the fuel tanks like on a plane? Like, <laughs> like all four fuel tanks of my life. But like physically, my body was out of shape. Like everything just went at the same time, right? But I still wanted to date. I still wanted to, but I had nothing. So what I had to learn is like, you know what? Let me chill for a second. Let me chill and let me build up me, right? And so what I did, I just, I became more valuable to the marketplace. So they started, so the market started paying me more. Then I started acquiring assets and, th- and then I went out and started to date. And start searching for my queen. At the, oh, I was open because what am I bringing to the table as a man? What am I bringing? Yeah, I'm bringing myself. Yes, I'm valuable. But at the end of the day, finances is one of the biggest things that that kill marriages. Exactly. Finances, finances is, is the number one things. reason. Two Even things. more than fidelity, fidelity is finance. I have, I have two good friends right now who are divorced, and one was married for fifteen, one was married for seven, and it wasn't infidelity. It's money. It's, it's, it's hugely money. So when people say... Cause and expectations. We don't have... People don't have the communications. People expect, you know, things are just going to naturally get better. So they don't have these conversations. They're just like, I'm going to be ride or die. It was funny. Uh, me and my wife was talking and um, she was just like... She said it and she was, she was being serious, but it's so funny. She was just like, 
How many times, how long are you supposed to be ride or die? Sometimes you just got to die. Where it's just like, yo, how long are you going to ride? How many times you going to let somebody slap you in your face? Sometimes the situation just got to die. It was savage, but I was just like, yo, that's a fact. That was a juicy That That's a yeah. fact, you know? So, um, what do you guys think? Can you should you date as a broke person or can you date a broke person? I'm gonna um piggyback what Jason said. I, I, I like the thoughts that you was talking about, right? But honestly, I don't think you should date as a broke person, right? And I'm not saying that it's not it, it's not it's not fair to say that, but it is because finances is huge in a relationship, right? When you date as a broke person, right, you got to get too creative for certain things, right? No, no, no. You got no. You got to get too creative. Yeah, you got to extremely get, creative. You got to get extremely creative, right? And then you already put yourself in a situation to be insecure because you're financing right, mm. right? I'm, so I'm, I'm talking from my perspective, myself, whatever. I, if anybody that knows me, I like to work. I like to keep the money going, and I'll work seven days a week, literally, because it's not about the money with me. I like to be financially stable at all times because I know in in, in, in all via, in all reality. In the society we live in, when you financially stable, good things happen to you. Mm. People want to be around you. You can you can travel the world. You can see different things. Me, me, having a drive to continue to work, and I, which is not just about the money, but it's other things around you. And you just feel better about yourself. The accomplishment. When you're broken, you have you bring no money to say money's not everything, right? But money's something that'll keep the relationship going, even if the relationship is bad. Right. Because they'd be like, you know what? A lot of time, women say, you know what? He ain't there with me. So he he don't connect me with him, but he's a good provider. He's taking care of them kids. He paying for Catholic school. He put food on the table. And then some sort of relationship can stay longer. It's not saying it's right, but I think your best bet is get into a relationship when you're comfortable with your finances. Because you get in a relationship when you're a dead broke. It's but so many oh, uh, it's but so many Dawson Creek to the lakes you can take. It's but yeah. so much time you can see. <laughs> you could go to Central Park. Seriously, yeah. Because eventually she's gonna say, you know what? I want to go to dinner tonight. Yeah. I want to go, and I'm seriously, and I'm not, I'm not assaulting people. That's a fact. That's a fact. When your finances is in order to to a certain extent, life becomes a lot better. So you being the only woman on the panel, can can you date a broke man? Um, my once again, my Libra scales are fifty fifty. I feel um, I'm a very low maintenance person. Like I'm a part goer. I told you Barnes and Noble type of a person. So, I mean, if you're broke and you're working towards not being broke anymore, getting your finances together, yes, I could date someone that doesn't have it all together right now at that moment. But if, like, if I see he's working towards it, absolutely. But listen, I agree. That's like me giving up on somebody. Oh, he's broke. I'm not gonna. But no, I'm not saying. I could meet him. He could be broke, but maybe. He he's going to school for something. Let me yeah. let now. me say something. What's the time limit? Because I got. I was I gonna gotta, say what's the time. Let, I gotta I gotta I had to stop you because what's the time, time limit? limit? Because listen, if you're a painter, right, mm-hmm. and you only do one painting every four months, but you know this is what you this is what you love. When do you say you know what? He's bullshitting me or she's bullshitting me. This is this is this is just something that. He, 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 he's using to hold on with. Me. I would have to actually be in a situation to know a time frame. But I would have to. It's like. I would I would need to know is he just chilling 20, on the couch every day? He's not doing anything. Or is he can out me tell you, his money? you could you could broke date in the summer. It's but once it gets a little colder, 
Netflix and chill. How serious would a woman take someone who's like, you know, if you're sitting around, I'm not going to take you broke creative. If 24 hours in the day, right? 24 hours in the day, right? If you're sitting at home and you're not doing what you have to do, then I'm out. But if you're like, oh, today, this is what I did, or I applied for this job, or I'm going for this, or I went to school for this, but you then I'm going to see, see that you have motivation and ambition. But if you don't have that, then of course I'm not going to stick around. I probably so wouldn't what's the even time, date what's, you. what's the time limit, you being the only woman on the panel? Time, there is a time limit. I'm going to talk about this. Uh, is, this is huge. Time limit, I would probably say... Six months to a year, wow. maybe. So you willing to wow. give a broke dude a year? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> yo, 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 I've never, I've never came across a woman who who's willing to give that kind of a time. Because it doesn't happen. But like I said, listen, I say I would have to see him. If you're just sitting around for six months doing nothing. Then I'm I'm not even gonna give you six months. But if you're like doing like you have to be ambitious. Wow. If you're just sitting around, then no, I'm gone. Like I'm not. I don't think you guys are understanding what I'm trying to say. Like no, no, we no, got I'm you. not gonna we sit there you. and stay with a guy that's just like, oh yeah, I just chill today. I, I don't. Maybe I've, I've been dating or trying to holler at the wrong women because I've, I've never felt. I had that long of a timeline to, to make it happen. <laughs> we'll let you answer, answer because you said you had something and then we, we have to go to the next topic. Sure, sure. So I, I agree and disagree with Amanda. So I agree that um, it is okay depending on the person and depending on the vision, right, right. of that man or woman. Remember, success doesn't happen overnight. Surely does not, right? So I understand, but, but it depends on how serious the person is. And what and what they've shown you in the middle of dating, like oh, this person is like they may have no money now, but they they, they have it mapped out. They have they, but that's yeah. what I just it's said. Not, yeah, exactly. that's what I said. This is this is their agreeing part. Right. So I agree with that. Uh-huh. Here's why I disagree with what she says as far as what you're saying, as far as like um, um, I'll just be really cool with it. You know, if he's broke, he's broke. But the challenge is a lot of women aren't doing what you're saying. Like there that's why when Cliff said the time limit, I said that I'm glad glad he asked that. Because I was in a relationship where I came in a relationship with a lot of money, right? That last relationship with a lot of money. But then I lost everything. And there were and even though I was wor- working and like grinding to, to build the money back up, she still got she still started to push push back because the money wasn't coming fast enough, right? And so that actually started to destroy the relationship. So, mm-hmm. so even though I had a plan, even though I had it all mapped out, I mean, literally wrote out all these things and what, I, and she saw me progressing, but it wasn't fast enough. So not every. This is why I disagree. Not every woman is you. you and, see? and let's well, keep it. Let's keep it a buck. The respect. The respect oh. dwindles a little when the money's funny. It, my background is different. I've never had a guy take care of me. Okay. So I don't know how that feels. And that's a beautiful thing. Keep it I, up. I've yeah. never had that feeling okay. of, okay, well, he because, has money. He's taking care of me. Because we have a short, we have short timeline. We're going to okay. move on to the next topic. Next topic is called baggage claim, right? We all come into situations with baggage, but there's levels to the amount of baggage that comes into relationships or you're able to approach a relationship with. The first sub question is, have you ever dated anyone with excessive emotional baggage? Mm, you can go first. You can go first. Yeah, I dated myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but have you ever dated someone outside of yourself? Absolutely. Excessive emotional baggage. Absolutely. Back so my my ex before the ex that, that I met in high school, that relationship was off and on, but that relationship I had a lot of baggage. I brought in um, cheating hurt baggage. So 
the girl I was with before her cheated on me with a friend of mine. In the, as when I was a teen, this is a teenage love. Yeah. Seventeen, right before I dropped out of high school, right in that that sixteen seventeen range. And I, I never let go of that. I never I never healed from it. See, we have a lot of past men and women, mm-hmm. especially men. We, we just front about it because um, we know we're tough, macho, whatever. But it's there, right? So I, I but I didn't know subconsciously that this was hurting me, and I was I was bringing that hurt into every relationship, and mm-hmm. that was a major. Even that last relationship, I br- I brought that baggage. I never healed from it. It's just only recently, this last couple of years, that I actually healed from the hurt of cheating. Even mm-hmm. though I've done a lot of it, mm-hmm. but when I got I got it at an early age, yeah, I never that's got over one it. thing that's that's foul about us men, right? We always be like, "Yo, if shorty cheat, it's a wrap." Mm-hmm. But we cheat like, "Well, I'm supposed to cheat. I'm a man," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we kind of we we don't have that same equilibrium as far as knowing that you know whatever we put out in the universe can come back to us. Absolutely. That's why I always tell people like, "Yo." You know, there's levels to the cheating kind of thing. Is also I need to know what caused the cheating. Am I the catalyst of the cheating and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So, um, what about you? Have you ever dated someone with excessive emotional baggage? I haven't dated somebody with a excessive emotional baggage claim, but I've dated people where I'm like I've questioned certain things that they do and their motives about the situation, right? Mm-hmm. But baggage, every. No relationship is perfect, so you automatically coming in with something that you you're not gonna like about the person. Yeah, but I mean, we are, we are, there's a difference between hangups and emotional baggage, mm-hmm. right? I, because hangups is just like we have qualms, we have yeah. ways about us ourselves. But the baggage, like I have to be honest, you know, my 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 marriage, you know, in the beginning was a lot of emotional baggage that I had to unpack. I had to be like, okay. Are you carrying on or are you viewing me because of things that I've done? Mm. Or I remind you of something that happened or it feels like a scenario because I can't pay for things that I haven't done. I can't pay for the sins Mm -hmm. of other people's past. I can pay and and work towards the things that I'm doing incorrectly. So that's one of the things that, you know, dating someone with emotional baggage, you spend a lot of time trying to differentiate yourself from the person that there that hurt them kind of thing. True. What do you think? Have you ever dated? No, I actually haven't. Really? I was the one bringing the emotional baggage. Okay, so someone has oh. emotional baggage. <laughs> what, you know, obviously you're single now and you're able to reflect. What was the emotional baggage you felt you should have, that you carried a, into a lot of relationships that you probably shouldn't have? Um, one of my ex-boyfriends, he was a big-time cheater. So my next relationship it was filled with insecurities and all types of, I know he's probably cheating too and everybody cheats and stuff like that. I was younger, early 20s. So yeah, that's, I brought all of that into the relationship that I, the do next you, Do you feel like it caused the demise of that relationship? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, like you said about the baggage claim, it can ruin your relationship, period, mm-hmm. because that person automatically come in with a wall. Right. Yeah, I sabotaged that even, relationship even, after that. Even as, I'm speaking as a married man. Even as a married man, when I first got in a relationship with my wife, I, I did certain things that she do. To this day, she drives me crazy, right? Even if mm-hmm. she's watching the show, it is what it is. But I love her. She she's, she supports me at all, all things, and, and I, I express that. But there's certain things that she came into the relationship, and, and, I, and I couldn't figure it out. So sometimes you got to step back and have that conversation with my like, listen. I don't know what's going on. So let me ask this next but, question. You know, How do you make a person get over the sins of their past lover? 
Well, like, me, like, let me touch on Go that. ahead. So here, here's what I found that, that um, people, especially men, uh, don't do. So I, I believe that if you are getting into a relationship with someone and they're coming with emotional baggage, it may not be something you want to hear, but it's your sole responsibility to heal that person's heart or be an influence or an effect to heal that person's heart. Vice versa, especially when it comes to a man. If you are a man and you come into a relationship with a woman who has been battered or beaten or verbally abused, which I used to do to, to women, or anything like Clarify, that. Clarify, you used to. Like verbally abuse them. Yeah. Like if I get angry, like I'm just cursing them out, I'm just mm -hmm. talking to them any which way, which is wrong. I didn't know because my father used to do that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know it was learned behavior. I didn't know that it was something I picked up. Watching him, him being in his marriage. My father's a great man. Yeah. But that was his, one of his defaults, one of his, his things. And I picked that up. And I had to learn, again, these last couple of years, that that was something that was destroying my all my relationships. Yes. Even the thought ones, right? Yeah. Even the thought ones, right? I want to com not combat what you're saying, but I want to add a caveat to what you're saying. Sure. I only feel you had that responsibility in a relationship that you're invested in. True. Because if I'm thotting with you and you bring in baggage and yeah. this is just a thought situation, then I'm, no, I'm out. Absolutely mean, not. Yeah, I'm out. Absolutely I am yeah. not taking on that kind no. of baggage when it's not no, that I, serious. I'll replace you Monday. And, and, and ladies, if you feel, if you know you have certain ways about you and men bounce really fast, it's because they weren't invested in the situation to take that on. You're going to find someone who's willing to invest in that situation. But a lot of times, you know, it's not that serious. So, especially now being in my 30s, if I was in the dating game, I don't think I would have the patience. Like when I was younger, I dealt with a lot of women with a lot of different baggage. And then I was just like, I was always trying to not be Captain Saverhole, but <laughs> let's hang in there. You know, try my best to see, you know, how I can change. I think that's, but, the, I think that's the Langston Hughes in you. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> now, nowadays... And now, now that obviously I'm not, I'm not out there. I'm married, but I would be very calculated. To me, it's just like, is this investment worth it? I, I invested years on, on a lot of women. I'm like, yo, I wish I could. Have, you know, like Maxine Waters, the 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 um the the congresswoman. I want to reclaim my time. I wish I could, cause time is very valuable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the biggest commodity. So um, you know. What do you think, Amanda? Like, how do you make a person get over the sins of their past lover? Well, I agree with what Jason said. Same exact thing. Okay. Okay. So the last question on this topic is, if someone reminds you, um, reminds you, have someone you, if someone, like, reminds you of their actions, remind you of the things that someone else do, mm. do you stay and work it out? Or no. do you bounce? I bounce. Because I feel like, you know, <laughs> when you have baggage, sometimes it's just like, wait a minute, this seems familiar. So it's a fight or flight kind of thing. I'm do out you feel? because I'm not dealing with the same thing that I've dealt with before. But it's not the same person. It isn't just, the same person. You remind me, it's a reminiscent kind of thing. You, what do you think? If it's not fixable, though, like if, like after, I would give myself a time frame. But I wouldn't know how long that time frame would be. But if it's continuous and it's the same thing, I'm like, you know what? This is reminding me too much. I can't do this right now. I think I think um, it's all about patience, right? And Because um, somebody you dating in the 20s remind me of, or somebody you dating in your 30s is a whole different ballgame, right? Yeah. In your 20s, you quick to react like, yo, shorty, yo, I'm done with her. Yeah. She's, <laughs> it's over for her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what, shorty? 
just lose my number. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But when you when when you're in thirties and she might have remind you something, you're like, you know what? Let me let me let me try to work on her a little bit because it's about maturity and growth. You gotta grow. So you might take the time out a little more, being older and seeing the situation different. You know. So I always think it's a, it's a time of age limit with that. That's just my opinion. I, me personally, it's like. My patience, like, you know, I had the patience and the commitment for my wife because of the history that we had. But if I was out here single, nah, I had too much of my time wasted. You start moving funny, I don't need I don't need to be boo-boo the fool. I don't need that much confirmation. I'm good. I'm good, love, and That's joy. That's how I feel. I'm moving. What do you I feel, feel that way. Well, um, I agree with, 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 with Amanda, like, the flight. But... I don't do that anymore, cause sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's not the person is you. So when I was dating, going through that phase of dating for a while, going from you know person to person, just dating, 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 um, meeting people and going out, I was noticing when I did spend you know if I met someone that I thought I want to invest more time into and start really dating, dating, I was noticing okay, oh you you have some trace of my ex of that relationship. I don't like I don't like the way you're moving right now. But that I come and I, it was like two or three women that I had durations of times with that were doing that. So I'm like, okay, it's either one or two things. Either I'm subconsciously picking these women because that's what I'm used to in my mind, or I'm so in fear of it. Any little thing that reminds me of this person is making me yeah. cringe. Yeah, and that's like what PSD, it really was. you know yeah. this because I w- I would be out I, as soon as it, I, I would see it. I'd be like, oh, I'm not, I'm out because I'm not going through what this woman put me through again. And if I see a, a inch of it, it's deuces. But then I, I figured it out that it really wasn't the women, it was me. It was a fear that I had. So even though they weren't that woman, and even though it wasn't a huge match to it, it was a little bit, but it, it shouldn't have been enough for me to bounce. Yeah. I also feel like being, you know, in my mid-30s and just knowing myself more, as soon as I get kind of signs, I communicate like, yo, you moving funny or this kind of feels funny and this is why how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. If if my communication's ignored, then nah, you're not even worth me continuing. Not that people should be perfect, but it's just like I took the time out and said, Yo, you moving like this and this makes me feel a certain kind of way and the person's just like, I don't care kind of thing. Was just like, yo, it's it's too, to me, my time is too valuable to, to invest time with someone who's not willing to like, you know, have that same kind of so if we could leave baggage claim on like give give the audience like you know 10 second words on how you feel about baggage and like how can we move on upon it move on move from baggage in relationships let it go let it go that's let it go because you go from one plane to the next that other plane may not be willing to carry your baggage Mm. and but you want to be on that plane but they're going to return your ticket say yeah sorry you got to catch another flight yeah. And so for me, you just, even without the other person, you come first. It's hurting you yeah. subconsciously. And you may be hurting family members too and friends yeah. because of that baggage. Just let it go. Let just it put go. it down. What about your claim? Um, about baggage claims, I think uh, somebody who, when I was younger, I would be more like, yo, it's how I'm done. Somebody a little older in my 30s. I might be more patient with the baggage claim. It's just a matter of what you can handle. You gotta know. You gotta know yourself. When you know yourself, you need to know what your ins and outs and what you can handle and what you're not willing to handle. That's what I, I feel about it. Everything Jason just said. 
Because <laughs> I don't want to just repeat it. So, no. I mean, I said it earlier in the show, but I got to repeat it. You know, I'm right or die, but sometimes you got to let them die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sometimes you just got to walk away and from everything the situation. you said. You yes, absolutely. Sometimes you got to walk away. Like, when I was younger, I didn't believe, not that I'm on the verge of divorce, but when I was younger, I didn't believe in divorce at all. Seeing my mother go through so much with my father, I was just like, yo, she was committed right to the end. But then, Sometimes I'm just like, there was a lot of unhappy moments for my mom. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't sign up for unhappy. You know what I'm saying? I signed up for knowing that, you know, relationships change. But if we just in a constant state of unhappy, we got to check it out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So we're going to move on to the last segment. Of the show is called Ask the Zone. Ask the Zone is just like we get questions we, from different people. It's just like, yo, discuss this on the show. I had this scenario. Some Some shows have it as a cherry letter or open letter kind of thing or ask Abby kind of thing. So it's our own spin on it. So Amanda's going to take it away and let us know about us. Just to recap on last week's episode, if you guys were listening, um, he moved out. My friend moved out. Yes! <laughs> yes! I'm glad you moved out. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not celebrating... I'm not, I'm not celebrating the end of your relationship. I just didn't want you to be a simp and I'm happy you moved on. <laughs> He Good job. Out quick, fast. Once good he job. found out she wasn't pregnant, she wasn't pregnant. Yes. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> Won't he do it? All the time. All the time. He I told him that was I'm really so, fast. I'm so glad that he got that news. He moved Tell out him I said real good, quick. Good okay, cool, cool. I'm, I'm glad we could we could bring that full circle. Yes. Okay, so now I have a co- Well, she works for the same hospital I work for. Okay. Um, I actually emailed forwarded the email but he didn't get the email so verbatim i can't remember everything but i do know that she's married they have two children okay and she has a work husband Mm. remember we talked about the work husband let me answer that no 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 let him finish let him finish finish. okay knowing her personally um what's lacking from their marriage is affection Mm -hmm. and time quality time yeah a little bit of sex you know whatever So she feels like she's not getting enough sex. She does. But she she's 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 willing and able. Like she, you know, she she puts it out there. It's just that he's not reciprocating. Exactly. Okay. Continue. Um, and she um needs support from him, like emotional support. So now she has a work husband. He's also involved. And, um, but they spend a lot of time together. They go to lunch together. They flirt all the time. Mm -hmm. She's always telling him the problems of their marriage and vice versa. That's what makes him, you know, slick, slick dick willy easily because, go ahead. And she's spending, of course, more time with him because, you know, work, you're at work all the time. That's fact. Right. So she's starting to fall in love with him. She's sexually attracted to him. Okay. And she wants to know how could she back out out of this because she feels like she's going to actually have an affair. Okay. I'm, I'm, They're not switching departments anytime soon. Yeah. I'm, they I'll flirt, let, let, they work, they, they do everything together. I'll let Clifford together. go because he's, he's itching on this one. No, they go I'm, to lunch I'm gonna, out of a five-day work say, week. I'm, they go to lunch like four, three to four times. I'm going to speak on that, right? Because um, I see it all the time. I see it happen all the time, right? The best thing she needs to do if she really wants to save her marriages is sit her husband down and let him know what's going on. Because tell her husband about the work husband. I'm not not about the work husband, about what's going on, why why she's not happy and where where she, where where it's gonna lead to. But I'm gonna explain what she gotta do because 
sometimes as a person when you when you're working hard and and you, you you're really trying to get to this money you don't realize the little things you're supposed to do because you're like it's you only got 24 hours if i'm working 16 hours a day mm-hmm. and, and i'm really trying to develop something i don't got time to hear that um um my son didn't um take a shit at two o'clock or whatever because I'm tired I'm physically tired Not only that, but to add what you're saying in our heads we know that we're doing this for us yeah. but we're not talking to our exactly. partners letting but, them know but, that, it's but, for but you know what though listening listen. to what you just said that you don't have time women don't want to hear that you no, don't have time you gotta I'm, I'm, make I'm, I'm, that I'm, time I'm explaining that I'm explaining to you what I'm saying is mm-hmm. what I'm saying is her best bet is to really sit him down and say listen I know you're working hard. I know you're doing these things, which but I'm not happy, and I'm on the verge of I think I'm I'm gonna cheat, or this is not gonna work out. She you know can't what? say that. You know, no, no. She has to express. You know why it's better that way? Because at least she'll open his eyes instead of him finding out the other way. Because he's gonna find out. Yeah, but a man's ego is not is not it's willing not. to listen to that. I'm on the verge no, of cheating. I'm not on verge. She has to. She listen. has to deliver it a little she, a little easier than listen, that. Listen, if she doesn't deliver it that way, sometimes a guy will be like, "Man, you ain't doing nothing. Shut up." Damn, shut up. You ain't doing nothing. Shut <laughs> up. I'm gonna let Jason as a guest answer. So here's what here's what here's what she needs to do. First of all, talking to him is not gonna do anything. She talked to him already, obviously. She did. Of course she did. They're married. So. What he needs is a third-party validation. He, they need somebody to come in that validates the claims that she's making and also the claims that he's going to make because he's going to make some claims. The reason why he is doing this or he's... Because men, we love sex. So, and, and let's not put... Because the first thing women love to do or people love to do is, oh, he must be cheating. That's, no, he could just be engulfed in working and building for the family. And he's, he's not remembering he's, and that, or not noticing that he is neglecting his family and his wife. Sometimes um, we do that as men. Here's the challenge. First and foremost, she shouldn't even go to him first. That's not the first thing she needs to do. That relationship she has at work needs to die immediately. How could she kill that? Because they work the same exact hours. They have the same lunch break. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? And the office, the office that they work in is not, like, that big. Like, how yeah. do you avoid so, that after you get it? She's almost, like, attached to him in mm-hmm. a way. So at, at this point, she has to do it within herself. Nobody can do it. Moving to another department is not going to do it because she'll, she'll come by there and, and they'll still hook up. So she has to recognize that even though she is falling for this, this guy, that that's a 20. You heard of the 80-20, right? So that's a yeah. 20. That guy's a 20. But the man that she's with is a reason why she married him. He's the 80. This guy is not going to... That's not the marriage, right? The new marriage is not coming from this guy. You're already in a marriage. Right. You're solid in that. So something somewhere she needs to recognize that this is nice at the time because he's giving me what I want. But you're only gravitating towards him love-wise. You don't really love him. It's not because your heart can only choose one person at a time. And that's real. I, I disagree with that. Oh, I, yeah, I had that conversation week. last that's week. Okay. No, but... but <laughs> no, no, it's but, cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, but... I mean, no, truly. I'm being realistic. I mean, I'm being... being reali- be, 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 truly being... Truly being loved. I'll be gonna get on you on that. I've loved two women at the same time, but I was only in love with one. Did Mike said that last week? I believe you could be in love with more than one person. No, I digress. I digress. In love or infatuation? No, no. In love. I agree with you, and I agree with Mike. You cannot be in love with two people at one time. I'm sorry. Let me just drop another another quick thing. So, this is your homegirl, right? Yes. 
is, is are you guys a part of another like another two girls or two women in a group like y'all it's more than just you and her as a friendship like y'all know other cool friends that y'all we hang do, out but with she shares a lot of personal stuff with me okay so even though it's not your responsibility the fact that you do know you need to sit your friend down and say Look, I, i've told her to drop him cool okay. cool the work so, husband. so let, let me let me answer this it's easy for someone to be comforting and soothing when they don't battle the everyday issues that mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. I, I've been the shoulder to cry on <laughs> and, it's, and, and, and got my way in through, through that avenue. But this is what I want to tell you. Like, there was times that even in my marriage where it was just like I was jealous of Olivia Pope and the president. You know what I'm saying? The whole scandal relationship. It's sexy when someone don't have to hold on to the whole shit. They just, you know, they still moments with you. They're soothing with you. It's all positive. You don't pay bills with that person. Do she have kids? Yes. You don't, that person not raising the kid with you. That per- so it's easy to have someone be a soothing ear and stuff like that. My thing about it is don't fall for that because, like I said, when someone don't have to deal with real shit with you, it's easy for them to just, you know, Make jokes, buy you breakfast, eat dinner together, laugh and joke and stuff like that. It's not real. To be honest with you, sit there and say to yourself, like, yo, do I need to really get rid of my husband or is this person suiting for you? Because as soon as you feel like, you know, you're ready to make that decision, it's a bad place to be in because, like I said, you're not facing real stuff with this person. No, it's the person, The person, you don't know, you don't even really know the the. the the internal stuff of that person you're falling for. He gets to package whatever BS he gets to within the work walls. He he's not bringing the real shit behind it. So I say this: really speak to really speak to your husband and like yo, check him on the things that's really bothering your situation and remind him on why you guys fell in love. Let me tell you, the worst thing you can do is try to leave somebody for someone that you don't really know because. A slick dick willy is easy to be that dude on the side. <laughs> no, because you get to, he knows, he knows all the things that's bothering you. So he gets to counter and say the things that you need to hear. So trust me. I told me, her that. Trust me, it's so easy to fall for that person because they're soothing. But it's not real because you guys aren't facing real life shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, have a, you have a relationship with your husband. You guys got kids. You guys got real issues, you know? Find out what's the compromises on, on finding happy. And also, before you make him improve upon the things that can make him, make you guys happy, like we said earlier, you control your happiness. Mm-hmm. Find the things that you can focus on to make yourself happy. And don't leave you know being happy so much solely on what your husband's doing. Yeah. Okay. Another thing she needs to she needs to remember, she's probably not going to do it on her own. But, and this is the challenge I have while I'm taking a very, very slow time to get married because when I do it, it's going to be right. Because the challenge is people get married and they forget the vows that they make. When you get married, and because marriage has become so institutionalized now, it's like, you know, it's, it's more of just getting married with a certificate than actually what it, what it was built off of, which is God. So, it's a contract now. Yeah, it's a contract now. So if, if she can hopefully remember that she gave herself to this man through sickness and health, right? Through, through ups and downs. Well, this is a downtime. This is a downtime. Don't get married if, if you're not willing to go through the turbulence. 
right? There's always going to be. You, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? And so this is the challenge I have with marriage. And this is, I, I see this all the time in, in marriage, men and women, but especially with women now, right? Because the roles has been switched, and that's a whole other topic. But the, the roles has been switched. Mm-hmm. Women are men and men are women. That's a yeah. fact. That's another topic. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> but for your girl, I mean, I'm going to pray for her for sure. I yes. Mean, mm-hmm. No, I'm dead serious. Because you know, prayer is powerful. But, but she needs, first of all, she needs to go put it, put it on him. Whatever energy she's getting from this guy, great. Take it home and go put it on your man. Trust me. I don't care how hard a man is working. If you come home with that poom poom, ready and waiting, I promise you, and you put it on him, it's done. It, no, no. I'm telling you, if you do it the right way, no man is going to be like, babe, you know, it's, I'm sorry. I just can't. No. If you find that you wait for the right time, right situation, the kids are away, do something new that you haven't done together sexually. Put it on him. Remind him. And when you're doing, you're, it will remind you the attraction that you have for him through that lovemaking. It will. Yeah. So that will help as well. Yeah. So we we got to um, wrap up the show. It's coming to the time. One last thing I will say is it, the worst thing you could do is have the work jump off. The work jump off when you're married, it's, it's all positive, cool, because it's convenient. I was just about to but say But as soon as it turns bad, it's like rotten eggs that's chilling in your car and you you, you can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. So you got to think of the good and the bad. But, you know, do shout-outs before we head out. What you want to shout-out before we Oh, I just want to shout-out. Um, I'll shout-out the, the workshop that I have coming up um, October 13th. If um, anybody's listening who wants to transform from where they are to where they actually never been to before, whether it's financially, physically, uh, any any four corners of your life, especially spiritually. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that's hurting financially. And I'll show you what I did when I went from broke to making six figures to now on my way to seven figures soon. And so I teach these things. So the workshop is coming up. It's free. I'm inviting anyone, anybody to come. We can only hold about 100 people. So it's, it's getting to that point. So if you want, you can reach out to me, Jason J. Kerr, uh, on Facebook. You can look, look, look us up on uh, Instagram, building, building Our Dreams as well. So I invite you guys to come out to that. Again, it's free. <laughs> We're not charging. Um, yeah. Free is good. Um, it, it'll be at Occasions Hall in Queens. You can look that up. I don't, I, right now, I don't remember the address, but it's at Occasions Hall, October 13th, 12 to 2 p.m. And um, we're going to give out two power-packed hours of information that will, I promise you will change your life. That's what's up. I want to shout out Open Shirt Poppy who wasn't on the show today. Show Mike Wade, Open Shirt Poppy. You know, the He's summer. He's never going to lose that name. The, uh, the <laughs> summer's ending, so, you know, Open Shirt Poppy. Hope to see you next week. No shout outs. No shout outs. Well, you know, I just want to shout out for everyone who's been supporting us, you know. The support's been really good, especially for the summer. I know you out, you, you, you thotting, but now that the kids are back in school, you're not thotting no more. You're not a hoe no more. So tune into the show every Sunday at 5 p.m. And, you know, just continue to show love. And like I always say, chase your legacy and not your liabilities because your legacy lasts longer. And we out. Peace. Mm-hmm. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to beat, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends, though? It's cool though, just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though, just don't try to play me for no fool, yo.